the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Keys to a Blessed Life. Keys to a Blessed Life. Most of us automatically assume that it is all right to have good health, security, freedom, and all the things that we enjoy. But the Bible says that everything we have is a gift from God. We wouldn't have it if, we, if it were not for the grace of God. John chapter 1 and verse 16 says, From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. Now someone might, might say, But I have worked hard for all the things that I have. Well, that may be true, but the question comes, where did you get the ability to work? Where did you get the intelligence? Where did you get your health? Where did you get your life? It's all a gift from God. See, God delights in blessing his children. He wants to bless us more than we want to be blessed. Now here are four keys to a blessed life. And the first is receive God's blessings through Christ. Receive God's blessings through Christ. You see, everything that God does for you, to you, through you, with you, and in you, he does because of Jesus Christ. If you want God's blessing on your life, you need to learn to love Jesus. Because it is all tied up in a relationship to Jesus Christ. If you want God's blessing on your life, it doesn't start with a principle, it starts with a person. As Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing because we are united with Christ. All of God's blessings are wrapped up in Jesus Christ. This is the exact opposite of what every other religion teaches. In other religions, you receive God's blessings through keeping rules, by following certain regulations, and by doing certain rituals. But in Christianity, 
The only way you get God's blessings is through a relationship, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has paid for all of the blessings in your life and mine. It's only in a relationship with God through his son Jesus that you can begin to have the blessings of God in your life. So, you may think, I'm waiting on God to bless me. But the truth is, you're not waiting on him, he is waiting on you. You see, God has already taken the first step so that you can be blessed. And as Paul tells us in in Romans chapter 5 and verses 10 and 11, For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in a wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us Friends of God. You see, God sent Jesus to earth to bring us back to Himself. He came and He died on the cross so that all the things that we have done wrong could be forgiven, so that we could come back to God. And so, if you're going to receive God's blessings, you have to receive it through Jesus Christ. But the second key is celebrate God's blessings through worship. Celebrate God's blessings through worship. So what do I mean by that? Thank God for what he has already done for you. You see, God loves to bless people who are grateful for what they have already received. God is not excited about people who are always saying, when are you going to bless me again? When they have not even paused to thank him for what he has already given them. So when you give God thanks for what he has already done for you, that is what we mean by worship. See, God loves it when we thank him for the blessings he has already bestowed on us. And when we do that, he blesses us with even more. See, God loves to bless his worshipers. Worship is far more than just a church service that we are doing right now. Worship is a lifestyle. It's an attitude of gratitude where you continually thank God for everything in your life. You can worship all day. You get up in the morning and you say, God, thank you that I'm alive. You gave me another day to live. (laughs) Or you start taking a hot shower and you say, God, thank you for hot water because there are people today who don't have that. You put on your clothes and say, God, thank you for the clothes that you have given me. Especially when we have so many clothes in the closet that we don't wear half of them. But thank you, God, for for the clothes, for the shoes, for all the things that you have given me. You go to the kitchen to make breakfast. You say, God, thank you for the breakfast you have given me. 
And if you have a car and you get into your car to drive to work, you say, God, thank you that I've got a car to drive and a place to go to work. You live in an attitude of perpetual thanksgiving, and that's called worship. When God sees you do that, he wants to bless you more because you're grateful for what you have. He wants to give you more blessings. If you are ungrateful, then why would God want to bless that? I don't think he does. So you celebrate the blessings that you do have through thanksgiving and through worship. Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. So Jesus Christ died for our sins. He paid for our blessings with his life. Now grace is free, but it is not cheap, because it costs Jesus his life. Jesus said, I never want you to, re- to forget the sacrifice that I made for you when I died on Calvary's cross. I never want you to forget that everything in your life is because I paid for it with my life. All the good things. You see, that's what the Lord's Supper is all about. Jesus said, I never want you to forget my sufferings for you. No one who has seen the movie, The Passion of the Christ, can ever forget those scenes. So what should be my attitude when I take the Lord's Supper? Should I feel guilty about my sins? No, because the cross paid for them when Jesus, when Jesus died. They are now forgiven. Should I feel grief that Jesus died on the cross? No, because he didn't stay dead. He is alive today. You see, he rose on Easter. So if I don't feel guilty and if I don't feel grief, what do I feel when I take the Lord's Supper? Gratitude. Gratitude that God would love me this much. That God would die for me to pay for all the things I've done wrong in life. The Lord's Supper is a celebration. It's not a funeral. It's a celebration of what God has done to pay for all of the blessings in your life and my life. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 10 and verse 16 says, When we ask the Lord's blessing upon our drinking from the cup at the Lord's table, this means that all who drink it are sharing together the blessings of Christ's blood. And when we break off pieces of the bread from the loaf to eat it together, this shows that we are sharing together in the benefits of his body. Now, notice the use of the word blessings and the word benefits. Now, what are these? 
What blessings and what benefits do I get from what happened on the cross? One, Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. So we don't have to pay for it ourselves. We get to go scot-free. We don't get to go to hell. We get to go to heaven because Jesus paid for all of the things that we have done wrong in our life. And that's good news. But number two, uh, he broke the power of sin, which means that we can now change. We don't have to stay stuck in a rut. We can be free and we can change and don't have to stay the same. We can let go of habits and and hurts and the hang-ups that um, so many people have been caught up in. But number three, he has guaranteed a place in heaven for us who believe. And that's a blessing. As Paul says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 32, Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? That makes sense, doesn't it? If he could do that much for us, won't he help us in the situation that we're in? You see, if God loved me enough to pay for my eternal salvation, he certainly loves me enough to help me with my finances, with my health, with my relationships, and every other area of my life. So I don't need to worry. See, God wants to bless your life. You received it through Christ. You celebrate it through worship. And here's the third key to God's blessing in your life. It's expect God's blessings by faith. Accept God's blessings by faith. So to repeat it again, you receive it in Christ. You celebrate it in worship. You expect it by faith. You see, God blesses people who trust him. God blesses people who believe in him. God blesses people who expect him to bless them. Hebrews chapter 11 and and verse 1 says, Faith means being sure of the things we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. The New Jerusalem Bible translates that as Only faith can guarantee the blessings we hope for. It's not just going to church, not just being a nice person or anything else. Only faith can guarantee the blessings that we hope for. See, God loves it when we expect him to take care of us. It's a compliment to him. And so you say, God, I didn't know or I don't know how to handle the problem that I'm facing right now, but I'm trusting you. God, I'm up to my neck and uh, in deep, and I feel like I'm going under for the last time. But God, you have blessed me in the past, so I'm certain you are going to bless me again, because you are good God. God, I don't know how this is all going to work out. I don't know what you are doing, and I don't know the solution to my problem. But I do know this. You're a good God. You have blessed me again and again. And I'm expecting you to bless me now. And God 
says in, in uh, colloquial terms, if I could use that, that's my child. Uh, you're doing exactly what I want you to do. Trust me. It's his faith that brings the blessings of God in your life. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, No one can please God without faith. For whoever comes to God must have faith that God exists and rewards those who seek him. And the King James Version says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. You see, every time I choose to worry instead of have faith, I'm displeasing God. So let me ask a very personal question. What are you expecting God to do in your life this next week? I know already what he's going to do in your life, and I'm no prophet. Because the Bible says, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. That means you get to decide the blessing that God is is going to give you. Because it says, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. You see, God is going to do exactly what you expect him to do, no more, no less. God says, you get to decide how much I will bless your life. According to your faith, it will be done unto you. See, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus that Jesus gave, he said, you really have only two alternatives in life. You either worry or you trust. Trust God or worry about it yourself. He said this in in, uh, Luke chapter 12, 24 uh, through 31. He says, look at the birds. God feeds them. And you are worth much more than birds. Don't have so little faith. Don't always think about what you'll eat or what you will drink. And don't keep worrying. Your father knows you need them. But seek God's kingdom and all your other needs will be met as well. See, in the entire universe, there's only one thing that God has created that worries, and that's human beings. Nothing else that God created worries. Everything else in creation trusts God. Animals don't worry. Plants don't worry. Rocks don't worry. (laughs) The, The only thing in creation that worries is human beings. We are the only creatures who doubt our creator. We say, God, I really don't think you are going to take care of me. Notice the words, your father knows. See, God says when you worry, you are acting like orphans. You're acting like I'm not your father. You're acting like an atheist. When you worry, you are saying, I don't believe God. I don't believe God will keep his promises. I don't believe God loves me. I don't believe God wants to bless me. And God says you're acting like an atheist. You see, your father knows your needs, and he will take care of you. The need that you have in your life right now that has you uptight, God knew it before you knew it. He planned the solution before you even knew the need was going to be there. 
And God is just saying, are you going to trust me? He wants to see if you will expect him to bless you. God blesses people who trust him, who expect his blessings by faith. But the fourth key to a blessed life is share God's blessings with others. Share God's blessings with others. You see, you received it through Christ, you celebrate it through worship, you expect it by faith, and you share it with others. God doesn't want to just bless your life. He wants to use your life to be a blessing to someone else. God doesn't want to just bless you so that you feel good and say, isn't this great? I feel blessed. No, he wants to make you a blessing to other people. The more you share with others, the more God is going to bless your life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8, the Apostle Paul says, God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. See, God says, I bless you abundantly so that you can bless others abundantly. Now, here's how it works. You start blessing others with what you have, and God will bless you more. You don't say, when I, when I get to a certain level, or when I achieve a certain goal, when I get more time, when this happens in my life, then I will start sharing. No, you start sharing what you have, and God will give you more. I'm blessed to be a blessing. See, God wants to bless you so that you can bless others, so that he can bless you more, so that you can bless others more, and so on. But let me close with a couple of very practical questions that you need to ask yourself. What am I good at that I could do for other people? Not for profit, not for money, just to do it for others to be a blessing to them. What do I know that I could pass on to other people that would be a blessing to them? What do I have that I could give to someone who needs it or at least loan it to someone who needs it in order to be a blessing? Who do I know who needs to know Jesus and I could invite that person to church so that they can hear the word of God. You see, the greatest blessing you could give to anyone is to introduce them to Jesus Christ. Because that means life eternal. It means God's blessings on their lives, not only in time, but also in eternity. You see, there is no greater blessing than introducing someone to Jesus Christ. You could secure their eternal destiny. So is anybody going to be in heaven because of you? Have you ever thought about it? Is anybody going to be in heaven because you introduced them to Jesus or you invited them to a place where they could hear about Jesus? See, if someone died for you, wouldn't you want to know about it? Of course you would. Do you think your neighbors want to know it? Yes, they do. 
And so would your co-workers and your friends and your relatives. So this week, be a blessing to someone by inviting them to come to church with you. You see, it is a church where they have an opportunity to hear God speak through the preached word. This is of vital importance because it is the word of God that supplies us with the solutions we need for our problems. It is the word of God that provides us with the wisdom we need for daily living. It is the word of God that satisfies us with spiritual nourishment from above. It is the word of God that endows us with the strength we need to fulfill our responsibilities. It is the word of God that encourages us uh, through those sacred and eternal promises. It's the word of God that sustains us when the going gets tough and when the burdens become heavy. And it is the word of God that reveals to us God's will for our individual lives so that we might know how to please God in all things. And so I challenge you today to, by the aid of the Holy Spirit, to invite someone Uh, to come to church with you or to just to talk with someone about what Jesus has done in your life. Share a witness, share a testimony of how good God has been to you. People need to hear good news. And so if you can share that, then you can be a blessing to somebody this week. And God is counting on you because he has blessed you so that you can be a blessing to others. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 10.45 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 10.30 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.